Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kenby Wild. Good afternoon, evening, morning. Today, we are going to be giving our top five and bottom five films of the year. And when we say that, we don't necessarily mean films that came out in 2021. These could be films whenever. It's just that we've watched them within this year. Thank you. Yeah, I had a look, actually, last year's, and uh, yours were pretty much of that year. <laughs> yeah. Mine, mine were all over the place. There's a, there's some from this year uh, in my lists, but there's there's a few that aren't. Yeah, yeah I found this quite hard this year. I found it really hard. It was much easier last year for me. I need to start writing them down. Like you, you write all your movies down, don't you? Yeah, I've got about seven years worth of diaries. <laughs> diaries. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you want to start with the the bottom five first, shall we? Then end on a high note. Yeah, if if you think that's that's how that works. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know this is what we do. We do the worst of film, but uh, these are the ones that aren't even fun. Yeah. These are the that you just don't get any enjoyment out of. If we start like from five and go up to one, and if at any point either of us say one that they've got, we we'll, we just interject and say, I've also got that at number whatever. So we, we don't need to speak about it twice. Go for it. Okay, so my number five for the bottom five, so the best of the worst, I, I guess, is Prisoners of the Ghostland. My granddaughter has been lost to us. I would have her return to me post-haste. And you, sir, I am told, are the man to do the job. Each arm is equipped with an explosive device. Your trousers are also equipped with explosives. Really? Just beyond the point where we now stand lies a highway where evil reigns. What is this? At the end of five days, if you have not returned with Benice, well, I think you get the idea, son. Which is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Directed by uh, our friend who directed Tokyo Gore Police. Is it Sion Sono? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I went into this thinking, like, this is going to be, if nothing else, it's going to be fun because Tokyo Gore Police was just insane, wasn't it? You lent me that film to watch. and I think I watch that every year, yeah. Yeah. And this was just confusing and not really fun, and I just didn't enjoy it. I don't know what, have you you'd seen it as well? Yeah, I, I quite liked it. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah I just, I don't know, I just, it, just a, a bit too all over the place for me, I think. I know that's his sort of style, isn't it? But uh, no, I, I I quite liked it. Didn't have a clue what was happening, what was going on. But uh, I mean, you got Nicolas Cage having his one of his balls explode. What's not to like? <laughs> to go in kiai or whatever the hell he's doing. Kiai. Yeah, and uh, doing karate. I, I don't know. I mean, are we are we putting spoilers in these films? Because I don't think that counts. What the bollock explodes? Just just one ball exploding. Yeah, not 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 for me really. Although I did like. Um, 
from uh, Devil's Rejects? Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. I did like him in it. Uh, what, what have you got for number five? Well, I've actually got a Nicolas Cage film. Oh. Jiu-Jitsu. Must have been a pretty bad fall. The comet you see in the sky right now passes over the Earth every six years and causes a portal. But when it's open, we get a visitor from a distant galaxy. A poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. The spaceman. Oh, I didn't see this. <laughs> no. I've... <laughs> You see, the thing is, is like Prisoner of the Ghostland isn't necessarily a, a bad film per se. It's just that I don't go rummaging through like what you go through. So your your worst list is going to be a hell of a lot worse than mine is, to be honest. This uh, The story of this is um, some warriors band together every time aliens attack. It's every six years when the comet goes over. See? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, <laughs> and then Nicholas Cage. Wait, so what's it got to do with jujitsu? Uh, apparently, just, that, that's, that's the fighting that, style. That's their fighting style. Yeah, <laughs> the aliens. It's everyone's fighting style, <laughs> including Nicholas Cage. Yes, who's a legendary warrior who looks a bit. He looks a bit like Dennis Hopper in uh, Easy Rider. To be honest, he goes crazy, and he wears a little uh, newspaper hat. He's got long <laughs> hair. And he's the only one who can't do jujitsu. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliantly bad, but at the same time, it's just so boring. Yeah, it's just it's just a long film of nothing. Yeah, didn't like it. It's just it's just the same thing again and again. You described the um, the plot very well there, Ken. What's the plot of Prisoners of the Ghostland? Uh, a a man is a robber, and then his ball explodes. In the in the wilderness, <laughs> <laughs> whilst he's wearing leather trousers. Of course, you know what your balls exploding in other trousers. Uh, number four for me is Red Notice. Special Agent John Hartley, FBI. Been tracking your scores for a while now. Every city, every heist. Now that you've been tagged with red notices, you've become the world's most wanted criminals. And I'm the only one who can bring you in. Where'd you get that jacket? It's a statement piece. Somewhere there's a very nude cow whispering. Worth it. Oh, yeah. You see... I was going to, and this this was almost on my list, and I just thought, nah, no, I've seen worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably have that as maybe maybe six or seven. Yeah, this is uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber, who did Dodgeball, which I actually really liked. But he's done this. It's got The Rock. It's got Gal Gadot. It's got Ryan Reynolds. Lots of laughing, lots of um, sort of winking at the camera. Lots of explosions and action pieces, and not much else really. It's uh... it's 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 one of those where everything that happens has a one liner lined up, ready. It's just there. Yeah. Even in like violent situations, death, like probable death situations, and yeah, I, I just don't like stuff like that. It's like Ryan Reynolds is the new Chandler Bing of film. 
Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds like works when he's doing stuff like Deadpool where that's the character, but he doesn't like he's that in everything he's in. And in this he's just kind of annoying to be honest. They escape a maximum security prison by removing a pebble from the wall. Which, in fact, they would have both been killed as soon as he said so he was a cop, to be honest with you, because that, that's just yeah. a, that's just stabbing straight away. They'd both be stabbed to death there and then, and that'd be the end of the film. Also, when they they have the bazooka, the, the rocket launcher, and they shoot it, and <laughs> the rock manages to open one door, run, open the next door so that it can go that's, through the... That's standard uh, gulag issue. That They always have one of them. The delayed rocket launcher. Yeah, they always have a <laughs> rocket launcher. When you're in prison, you never know when you're going to need that. <laughs> that. That travels way slower than any other rocket launcher when they shoot it. Uh, nobody died in that film. No, yeah, I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because I was watching and I knew from the first bit where they're in the museum. I thought nobody's going to die or suffer serious injury in this. It's just going to be like a yeah. cartoon or the A-team where everyone just gets out and shakes their fist. Yeah. Yeah, pretty poor. <laughs> uh, my, my number four is Cutthroat Alley. <laughs> There's something wrong, baby? There's a killer in the hood. I'm talking about blood and guts everywhere. And the pressure's getting cutthroat. Yo, there's a serial killer in the hood. You know anything about it? No, but I am glad those assholes are dead. There's nowhere to run. There's no one to trust. And there's no way Who's there? to make it out alive. <laughs> Cutthroat Alley. Is this a woman called Alley? It's 2003. No, no, no. It's the uh, it's the place they live. Ah. It's an urban horror. It was like a pirate. No, not at all. No. Sell it to me. Okay, it's directed by Timothy Wayne Folsom. Oh. Written by Timothy Wayne Folsom. Sold. And it features. Mac 10 and Busy Bone. <laughs> what? I think they're rappers. Oh, I thought one was a, a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac 10. Gentleman shaver. The other one's a uh, children's dog character. <laughs> Look out, here comes Busy Bone. <laughs> it's like the guy, like when he uh, goes back in Scrooged. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the name of that. Is the guy just in a plush dog suit? Is he for the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, just uh, saying motherfucker. Yeah, no one, no, no one yeah. mentions it. No, it's fine. It's his. It's just his shtick. Yeah, as in you know, fetch the shtick. Go, boy, <laughs> fetch. <laughs> that's busy bone. See, this is better than than the film, isn't it? This. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought of a, a guy in a plush dog outfit and then just a, a razor, just a, a, a men's razor, inanimate <laughs> object. Just on the ground. Just on, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a horror film. There's a, there's a killer on the loose in the cutthroat alley. Sounds a dangerous place to be on the loose. And that's it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wouldn't live there anyway. No. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's just this gang's, um, their shit. Uh, there's a killer, he's shit. <laughs> and there's some there's some women who just kind of have a go at their man and go, mm-hmm, sister, to each other. Is this like a, a masked killer? It is a masked killer, yes. It keeps you hanging on right to the very end to see who it is. What's the mask? Uh, I think it's like a skull. Classic. It's just like, yeah, you can just buy one. It's easy, easy to get. The knife's actually quite good. It's a nice serrated blade. 
But uh, yeah, it's, it's just terrible. Honestly, the the acting's terrible. Um, yeah. So there you go. Good good effort, but no. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Go for it. Number three. Hit us with it. Okay, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it. I can't remember if I've spoken to you about this, if you liked it or not, but... We'll do. Number three is Army of the Dead. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make $50 million? You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. This was about six hours long on it, this film, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I had to take a day off work to watch all of it. And, you know, on the face of it, I was like, you know, it'd probably be all right. But I just ended up really not liking it and just it's way too long. I thought it was all right. I see people say they've fallen on both sides. Everyone's saying it's brilliant. Other people saying it's the worst film ever. And I thought it was all right. Yeah. I thought I can't really comment. I just add my comments to people saying I thought it was okay. I think for it being just all right, it's it's, the film's so long. Yeah. I think it's two and a half hours, isn't it? Two and a half, maybe three hours. Yeah, two hours, 28 minutes. That's a long time for like an action zombie film. Yeah, but but then again, if if you uh, if you cut out all the slow motion, it would probably be about 60, <laughs> 70 minutes. That's true. It's one of them, and it? it's one of them like dark place where everything where there's no dialogue was considered for <laughs> yeah. slow mo. You got the zombie? Was it a tiger? Zombie tiger or something? Yeah, that was poor, but then it, it was in uh, Walking Dead, wasn't it? Yeah, I think everyone's best, kind the of best thing was out. the the zombie zombie queen. I knew, I knew she would be a sexy woman underneath all that because she looked pretty sexy as a zombie. <laughs> and everyone's got a one-liner, everyone's got a quip as well, haven't they? Batista with his stony face doesn't actually show any emotion. Well, oh, I think he was trying. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like, apparently they cut someone out of the film, didn't they, and CGI'd someone in. Did you hear about that? No. One of the characters in the in the group um, was originally played by someone who was caught up in the uh, like the Me Too like, scandal thing. And he was edited out, and then this woman came in and did all of the scenes on her own and was CGI'd into the scenes. Well, like, like every film by Bruce Willis in the last year. <laughs> exactly. Which, incidentally, I want, to point, I want to point out, I've not got Bruce Willis films in my bottom five because he's probably made another three since we started recording this. Yeah. I can't keep, can't keep up with him. Just a picture of him looking looking like he's having a shit on the front cover of every <laughs> film he's been in for the past two years. <laughs> so a special mention to Bruce. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, I wouldn't even like class these as like really bad films that I hated. I just didn't think they were very good. That's what I mean. Like, this was really tough for me to pick a bottom five this year. Uh, yeah, it was a lot more difficult to limit my good films to five. I I, I actually found it difficult to pick five films I didn't enjoy at yeah, all yeah that's what i mean like like this year i don't know i think i've just watched films that i know i'm gonna like i think <laughs> like I've, I've kind of stayed yeah, away from anything yeah, that looks bad i think some of yours some of yours i think you're more just disappointed with them yeah i think so so people don't don't come for me for god's sake well you will you know the schneiderverse i was gonna say that he's got his fans any and everyone loved yeah. red notice for some reason so but anyway yeah on to your number your number three ken my number three is um the Virtuoso. 
You're a professional, an expert devoted to timing and precision. You keep your tools in pristine condition. You make precise plans. But there's always events you can't control. What the hell was that? Um, it's a hitman, an assassin. He's given uh, one last job. You know the style. One last job. Yeah. By his by his charismatic uh, handler, played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Yep. Yeah, he's in it for about twenty minutes. He is the best thing in the film. He gets one like speech, one bit of monologue that is just it just blows the rest of the film out of the water and it's about nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those where you just think that's what the film should be like all the way through. Mm. Other people, yeah, Anson Mount and Abby Cornish, um, directed by Nick Stagliano. Yeah, he's he's a he's an assassin, goes to a small town. He doesn't know who his target is until he gets there, which I think's pretty shit way to do business with an assassin. And it's like, a, there'll be clues when you get there. It's like, well, no, nah, I wouldn't do that one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's a twisty, turny, very, very long and boring, constant narration film. Right, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, there's just more talking about what's happening than actually just letting us watch what's happening. You know, that way they don't have to film it, do they? He yeah. just tells us what, what was happened while well, we can't see it, and it's just boring. Mm. You think it'd be good. The virtuoso is uh, supposedly that's what he's called because he's so clinical and uh, he's such attention to detail. So why the hell would you take a job where you don't even know who it is you're going to kill? You'd have spotted the lack of detail right there, wouldn't you? I did, and, I, and I'm no classic hitman. I'm more, I'm more off the cuff. <laughs> uh, are we on to number two, are we? Uh, my number two is there's someone inside your house. Look, it's pretty obvious here. You're a good kid. There's a lot of pressure to be perfect. Sometimes it's easier to be ourselves around strangers than our own friends. You had no relationship with Jackson? No. Can I just can I just say though that um, it should be just called there's somebody in a house for a bit. There's someone inside my Nazi memorabilia. That's <laughs> thing is I've got all my stuff alarmed, so when everyone goes in my Nazi <laughs> memorabilia room, I get alerted. The, <laughs> the killer is literally has your own face as the face for the you know for his mask that he uses yeah he he wears the face of his victim doesn't he before he kills him that's that's what you very badly described there that one group of kids has every single sort of um, yeah it, it it covers your uh, your diversity just yeah. the whole spectrum it's it's trying to tackle deep issues that Probably are but, worth but very, but very shallow, shallow, <laughs> yeah, literally in a not shallow even, way. Not even scratching the surface. Literally just mentioning the fact 
that these people are dealing with these issues and then never even contemplating, even approaching to talk about them again in the film to any sort of level that deserves the actual attention it needs. It's literally just saying, here's a a character who is addicted to pain medication and that's it. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and later on they'll probably be killed. Yeah. Here's a character that goes by she, her, him, they... But who cares? Let's move on to the next Never person. mentioned ever yeah. again. And she's also trying to get into NASA. Um, <laughs> NASA. Also, also is only ever mentioned right at the end when she gets accepted. Fucking NASA. It's <laughs> alive. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. Nah, there's a lot of rubbish. The whole film. The whole film. It's, it's, there were some good kills in it. But it was shit. Yeah. It that, was. That, that's, that's what I got from it. It was trying to be Scream without being smart enough to be Scream or funny enough to be Scream. Yeah, but also trying to use the references of what's available now, such whilst, as 3D printing. And... Yeah. Whilst trying to toe the line of, of, of not offending anyone and, and trying to get everyone's demographic in altogether, like all the friends have got something about them that can appeal to everyone in this time. Yeah, just irritating. And just falls basically into the into the trap that every slasher does that's not worth anything, which is that it's just fucking dull yeah it's just no point by the book nothing scary everything you could guess within five minutes trying to be, it literally falls into that trying to be screen but it's just shit which like a lot of which is what killed the slasher genre in the 90s anyway it was uh, James Wan as well wasn't it which is why a lot of people had high hopes for it yeah, the guy yeah. who did The Conjuring and I was Saw thinking, I was thinking it might be a decent effort and uh you know I, I remember my girlfriend had watched the first five minutes not knowing that that's the best thing in the film she stopped it to say actually this is, looks pretty good I'll, I'll wait and watch it with me and uh we watched it and we we're like that was fucking awful <laughs> no i think i actually said to you because we recorded on the day i watched it i'm gonna watch that film tonight and you actually said i've heard that it's only the first five minutes that's good yeah, yeah i've heard that it's a good beginning but the rest <laughs> of it's just bollock it's alive it's alive it's alive go on then what's your number two uh, my number two, and you've probably not heard of this, and I shouldn't think a lot of people out there have heard of this. It's called Brutal. Uh, and I actually watched a couple of films called Brutal last year. One of them had Michael Berryman in it. And this was the, not that one, although that was pretty shit as well, to be honest. But uh, this is 2014, directed by Donald Lawrence Flaherty and Colin Follenvider. Uh, I found it on Amazon Prime just by pure chance. And, uh, my God, it's, <laughs> I actually wrote, I've written two pages of A4 notes on it because I thought, sounds pretty stupid. Sounds like maybe we could get um, at least a written review out of it. And, it, God, ah, oh. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the, the story, the, the premise of it is, and this is what I read when I decided I'd write some notes. Um, Trevor was abducted by aliens at the age of 15, and he's made to compete in a, in a brutal fight to the death every day because every, <laughs> every day he comes back and he's just still alive again. He gets to, and it's the same person he fights. <laughs> every fucking day oh god and yeah and that's it that's all that happens and they're in a like a computer generated room of just pure whiteness and it's them and like the the bloke he fights against he's a dick 
Is it like the lawnmower man? Oh, it's it's oh, it's just so poor. The opening fight is like about seven and a half minutes of just two blokes punching each other for a bit, and like it, it's it's quite violent. The the violence and the gore, that's that's the only thing it's got for it, mm-hmm. and it's too infrequent, and it's just boring. But yeah, honestly, the most of the film is they just fight each other until one of them kills the other one, and then they go back. The winner has steak and chips or whatever he gets. And then the loser, the loser just gets some slop in a bowl. <laughs> That's it. If you're eating steak and chips every day, you probably want the slop of the, like eventually, wouldn't you? <laughs> but like the dick keeps demanding more. I want, I want this now. And they give him it. And the loser, uh, Trevor himself, he's like all humble and says sorry when he loses and everything. Mm. And uh, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll beat him next time. And it's just rubbish. Mm. I think it's supposed to be some sort of like case study of human nature, but fucking hell, do that in a different film with it. If you're going to call it brutal and it's about like violent fighting, make yeah. it fun. Make yeah. it fun, eh? <laughs> and I said no one's heard of it, and probably rightly so. Don't watch it. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number one. Okay. It's from 1972. Yep, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. This is uh, our most recent bonus episode. What the fucking hell is this? Not only is it nonsensical terrifying with the sort of the frogmen and the bird bug things like people dressed up in suits it's also the digger the mole mr digger the mole trying to rape the, a, the a rapist child. yeah the mole rapist uh, the frog it, rapist not not only that and also all the musical numbers which are shocking on top of all that it's 90 minutes long yeah and it shouldn't be santa and the ice cream bunny are in it for approximately 20 minutes at the beginning and at the end. I mean, the ice cream bunny's got to be in it for four or five minutes, Annie, at the end. <laughs> I don't know. He's driving for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You watch him go through, drive through the whole of this pirate world place in real time on this really slow fire truck. And, yeah, it's covered in the bonus episode, guys. If you if you haven't heard that yet and you've heard, you skip straight to this and... Go back and listen, but do not watch it. It is free on First YouTube. First of all, shame on you yeah. <laughs> for doing that. But second of all, yeah, don't don't bother watching this film. Second of all, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> shame on me. Uh, oh no, no, hang on, that's fool me twice, isn't it? Forget it. I'm no <laughs> good on sayings. <laughs> is your was that your one as well? Was it? Of course it was. Yeah, there's nothing beating that this year, is there? No, that's probably the worst film I've watched next year as well. <laughs> you watching it again? No chance. No, I'm just putting it forwards again. <laughs> that's the that's the standard I'm setting, which means everything will be in my top five next year compared to that shit. Uh, something similar, actually, to that, which nearly got in, was Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a close one for my top five, or bottom five. I could have added a few from the podcast, but I wanted to keep it just to one. I knew it was going to be Saturday. I didn't want to, like my bottom five just to be all the films we've covered. I don't like sort of class them really, but... No, I, I don't. I don't, except Cool Cat Saves the Bloody yeah, Kids. Yeah, that's bad. But uh, yeah, Saturday Ice Cream Bunny just had to be number one because it's so fucking awful. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was a long, painful watch. So uh, just to recap, five for me was Prisoner of the Ghostland, four was Red Notice, three was Army of the Dead, two was There's Someone Inside Your House, and one was Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. What was yours, Ken? Number five, Jiu-Jitsu. Four, Cutthroat Alley. Three was The Virtuoso, two was Brutal, and one was Santa and the Ice Cream Bastard. (laughs) It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Right, thankfully you got them out of the way. <laughs> now on to better things. On to better things. Our top five. Uh, do you want to go first with this one, Ken? This one was I found a lot more difficult because there was a lot that I actually had to take out of the top five and then felt bad about. It's fatal deviation in your top five. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> no, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Do you want me to go first or do you, uh, are you going to? Oh, you go ahead, little bollocks. <laughs> Uh, Right, number five for me is Psycho Goreman. Dad, you okay, sport? Is there such thing as monsters? What's with all the monsters on tonight? For every child, there is one time, one adventure, and one psycho. I will bathe in your blood. Cool. That makes all their dreams come true. He's going to kill everybody if we take him anywhere. Not unless I tell him to. Oh, my! For Mimi, that time is now. And that friend is... That's uh, Stephen Kostansky. It's the guys from... What was it? Um, Astron 6. Astron 6. Uh, if you guys I think it's 6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's basically kind of like Power Rangers um for adults isn't it pretty much with, yeah yeah violence and swearing violence and swearing uh there's a yeah, this is actually on my list as well oh is it yeah brilliant uh, i've got i've got this one as number three yeah really good so funny as well um, the only reason it's it's lower down my list is because of the little girl character um i think yeah. it was originally higher up but I, I ended up knocking it down but uh also the um the cameo from biocop is is the best thing in the film yeah I love That's so funny, so funny, and uh, and the film's brilliant. The dad in it, who's the, who's the guy from Astron Six as well, he's brilliant in this. Uh, Adam Brooke, is it? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people uh, like say they hated that character because of how he is, but I just think he's. Oh, hilarious. I thought he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I, I thought, thought he's hilarious. brilliant. Yeah, so that's my number five, Psycho Goreman. Nice. Well, that cuts one off for mine. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what did you think one. to it then, Psycho Goreman? No, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And uh, I, th- I think it probably it deserves a more than one viewing. The when he uh, <laughs> changes the the lad into a brain and he just follows him around for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just a brain forevermore. Yeah. He just sat and at his uh, he sat at his own house having dinner. He's just a massive brain. <laughs> yeah, and I just like the fact that Psycho Gorman keeps threatening to kill these children at every point that he can. <laughs> Yeah, and every story he tells is like horrific. And uh... yeah, is it like <laughs> plus, a... plus he does hate that kid. He turns into a brain. <laughs> he does when he's like, "It was nice to meet you." It'd be like, "It'd be nicer if you were dead or something like that." He says, <laughs> <laughs> "Brilliant." As I say, he only got knocked down for me because the the little girl is it Missy? I can't remember. Is so fucking unbearable. Um, me me again? No, no, it's my number five. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was yours. Yes. No, no, no. You just, just chalked one off for me. So, all right. We'll go. My number five 
is uh, Lieutenant Jangles. <laughs> what the fuck's that? Sounds like someone's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Our city is plagued by it. As more reports come pouring in, it's becoming apparent that an organised criminal element is at work. In Brisbane's time of need, who are we going to call? And I found this on Amazon Prime as well, and I don't know how I found it. I don't know how I found it, but it is absolutely brilliant. It's an Australian <laughs> film, 2018, and uh, it's childish, it's offensive, and it's really, really funny. He's a he's a no nonsense cop who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I've actually ever seen a film where the word "dick" is said so many times. <laughs> so is this kind of like a, a piss taking of a of the cop genre? Is it? Yeah, and it's really funny. He's uh, his his partner gets wounded, <laughs> his dick comes off. <laughs> it's it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's it really is. It's 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 not for everybody because it is offensive. But I think it's trying to be offensive because they're laughing at the the character himself. That's brilliant. But, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give that a watch. So it's on Amazon Prime, yeah. It's on Prime. I hope it still is. Uh, yeah, because it really is funny. Um, it's directed by Nick Champeau and Daniel Cordery. So Daniel Cordery, Nick Champeau, whoever you are, <laughs> it's a cracking film. No, re- really do like it. It's um, <laughs> It made me laugh more than I ever thought it would, just <laughs> purely because it's stuff. I don't know. It's I think it's stuff that we probably talk about, and it's just in a film. <laughs> If only Carl Weathers was in it. Well, there's, there's a great scene where he just walks out in slow motion and this, somebody walks past him with a pile of paper and he just smashes it out of their hands into the air <laughs> as he leaves. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, we used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we used to pretend to do that to people. Yeah. Yeah, but he does it. Yeah, he does it in the film. And uh, it's just really funny. There's montage scenes. There's funny, uh, idiot, stupid, pissing scenes. Yeah, it's just it's just lots of fun, but as I say, it is also massively offensive to most uh, most people. I'd say. <laughs> so if most normal people. So if you're easily offended, give it a miss. If you're not, Amazon Prime, check it out. Lieutenant yeah. Jangles. Yeah, really liked it. My number four is Nobody. Okay, well that's that's also on my list. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm ticking yours off, aren't I? That's fine. It saves me a bit of time. I can have more drink. <laughs> So they took maybe 20 bucks and an old watch. Mr. Madsen, did you even take a swing? No. Could have taken her, Dad. Heard you had some excitement last night. I wish they'd have picked my place, you know? Why didn't you take him out? I was just trying to keep the damage to a minimum. Yeah, how's that working out for you? You okay? Because it don't look okay. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. 
What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna fuck you up. Released this year. I went and saw this in the cinema. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. I, yeah, I watched it on DVD. It's um, Bob Odenkirk who plays Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, and he's just an action hero. Literally, that's the whole premise is why don't we have Saul Goodman as an action hero? And the choreography in it is fucking brilliant. There's a scene on a bus where he fights mm. some some youth, some ruffians, and it's that's, amazing. The guy that he fights, the main guy, is actually the stunt coordinator as well. And he's the guy in the Russian gulag that should have just knifed The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff because he oh, actually right. looks like a violent criminal. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks great. Yeah, but it's the same guy. Yeah, and it's just a great use of um, the surroundings, isn't it? You know, using like the chairs and using the metal poles in the bus and things like yeah. that. And it's just, it's just brutal. It's actually a brute. It's really, it's like fun. It's really fun. Christopher Lloyd with like machine guns. <laughs> Christopher yeah. Lloyd's like 90 now or something. It was great seeing him in a film, you know. I haven't seen him in a film for years, so it was great to see him in it. He plays uh, his dad. And basically, he's like an undercover agent, isn't he? That's that's basically his whole He's thing. a sleeper, isn't he? He's a sleeper yeah. agent. He was called the, what was he called? The Auditor. Yeah. And uh, he's got no records or anything. And he obviously, he crosses like the gangs and they try and look him up and try and take him out. But that little did they know that he's formerly top, top agent. Because he's like the beginning of the film. It's actually quite depressing because it's how I feel every morning. <laughs> I watch the, you know, where he just gets up and goes to work. Everyone hates him. He just sits on his own and goes home again. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought, wow, that rings true. <laughs> yeah, and that didn't change, actually, when he became a, su a super agent and started killing everyone. I thought, yeah, yeah that's exactly like me. They get a burglary, don't they, at the house, and he doesn't creep up behind and hit the burglar. And then everyone who's in his life who hears about it says, "Oh, you should have done this." You're a yes, it says stuff. it says he says he's rubbish and he should yeah. have took a stand and done something. And it, I think it's when he finds out that his daughter's thick. Well, I can't remember what it is now. Is it some stupid little thing? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. That's when he decides to go and get it back. Yeah, and he turns out to be the most dangerous man. Since Chuck Norris. Yeah, and he falls foul of, is it the Russian Mafia or something like that? I think Yeah, it's, one it's, of the... it's, it's some Eastern Bloc Mafia. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, guys on the bus is related to him or something like that. Yeah, Russian, I think, I think it's the stunt coordinator guy. Yeah, and so he gets in trouble with the Mafia and just a really fun movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Went in there with really... I didn't even really know what it was about. I certainly didn't expect no, him to I, be an agent. I did exactly the same. I did the same. I watched it blind, but I'd heard it's good. Yeah, and um, on the DVD, straight after the film, he, get, he goes into like the special features where the stunt coordinator guy just says that Bob Odenkirk just did all of it himself. He just wanted to to learn it to do it, so because otherwise it would look stupid if you just put somebody else in CGI it and everything. So he, on that bus scene, he did all of that himself, and he he said he said it's amazing the training he went through just for this film, and it, yeah, it shows because it looks brilliant. That was your number four. My number four. Yeah, my, it was my number two. Oh, nobody, number yeah, two. Yeah, I really did like that one. Yeah, me too, yeah. Really, really fun. So what's your number four? My number four, uh, watched it last week, actually. It was Wrath of Man. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new addition. H. Portico Security, specialising cash trucks across LA. 
Do you have any idea how dangerous this job can be? Some out there, yeah. We ain't the predators, we're the prey. You ready? Ah, Statham. Yes, Jason Statham, directed by Guy Ritchie. Haven't watched it yet. It's it's not, I mean, come to think of it, whenever I actually thought back, I thought it's not actually overly anything special. It's just like a violent revenge film done really well. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it's just really well made. Yeah. And Statham uh, plays himself again, as always. Uh, doesn't get to say Puerto Rico. Oh, well. But uh, he can't say that in every film, you know. It's not, no it's not a good catchphrase. <laughs> it's not a good catchphrase, is it? It's not entirely <laughs> relevant. <laughs> but um, he basically just does the same thing he usually does. He's just hard. Yeah. And he's uh, he's at all times got the exact same length stubble as his hair, which, I don't know, I mean, it's kind of a talent in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I would say <laughs> that consistent with it. <laughs> I, I always, I always like to check. Scientists out but, there, yeah. can you give us an equation that gives us the uh, the perfect <laughs> hair to stubble ratio? Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether hair grows different speeds on hair on head and uh, on chin, but whatever it is, he's got it down. He looks absolutely superb, and you know, it, it's it's good. It's it's violent, as I say, and uh, it's just really well made. Is that Prime as well, is it? Uh, that is on Prime, yeah. 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 Been waiting for that to come out for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm going to give that a watch. And Lieutenant Jangles, I think. Excellent. Well, if you stop mentioning the same ones as me, then uh, maybe you'll give me some recommendations. Well, I, I only watched this film I'm going to mention for my number three this this year. I'm sure you would have watched it earlier than this, but it's the first time I watched it. It's the 2018 film Mandy. Under the crimson primordial sky. The wretched warlock reached into the dark embrace. His fist closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. I need you to get me that girl I saw. Do you know what to do? So Nick Cage is in my bottom and top five. Isn't that Nick Cage all over? <laughs> it actually is, yeah. It's basically Cage, uh, he goes after, this, it's like a cult, I think, that kidnaps his wife called Mandy. Mm -hmm. And that's the plot of the film. And it's That's his just, wife, not the name of the cult. That's the plot of the film, simple plot, but it's just a fucking great watch. Yeah, yeah. He did that one, and he did Colour Out of Space as well, didn't also he? Also great, yeah. Quite, quite close succession, and they were both just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mandy's brilliant there. I think Mandy's just, the the colours, the colours and the visuals in Mandy are just fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the, like probably why it's so high up on mine, I think, the actual visuals of it, the way the cult guys look, the guys he's fighting. 
And I think he's done one recently called Pig, which like people are going crazy about as well, aren't they? Saying they loved it. Well, more on that later. So your number three was Psycho Gorman, right? Yes, it was. Uh, my number two is The Medium. Thai Thai film mockumentary. It's on Shudder. It's basically a crew, a television crew, go to interview a woman called Nim, who's a medium, and it says that she's been possessed by a spirit. And every woman in her family gets possessed by this same spirit throughout, throughout their life, throughout the generations. And uh, as they're talking to her and things like that, the young, the eldest daughter, I think, of her sister, called Mink gets possessed by a demon and it's all done mockumentary style and i'm, I'm a sucker for a good a, a well done um mockumentary film and uh this one is is really really good I, I really enjoyed this i actually am a sucker for well done demonic possession films so yeah. <laughs> between us yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a decent film by the sound of it yeah it's it's really good there's, there's some great jump scares uh in it as well the acting but as 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 i think we've said before because it's a foreign language film you don't really know any of the cast you're not sure who's going to live through it and you look at like when mockumentaries are done well things like the blair witch project and the original first paranormal activity and stuff they can be like really scary i think and, and this one's really really good so i definitely recommend it to people who who haven't seen it it's on shudder it's called the medium Excellent uh, recommendation. Thank you. Uh, your number two was Nobody. It was indeed. Do you want to give us your number one? Yeah, yes, I may have uh, given that away earlier. <laughs> but it's Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone's star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. Who has my pig? So what is this? Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I didn't know when I sat to watch it. Uh, I offered it 
to my girlfriend, uh, is this, uh, shall we watch this? The answer was, well, you can. <laughs> <laughs> when I told her what it was about. <laughs> the story is basically somebody steals uh, Nicolas Cage's pig. And he it's wants like it John back. Wick, but with a pig. No. See, that's what everybody thought. Myself Ooh. included for a while. I actually thought it was going to be like that for a bit. And uh, then I started reading like people saying how surprised they were by it. And it is. It's a su- surprisingly low-key film. He, he literally just wants his pig back. <laughs> and he just tries to find it. He just goes, like, that's it. It's, that's the whole film. He lives on his own in the woods with his pig. Somebody takes it and he wants it back. And he tries to find it. And that's the, that's the whole film. Beautiful in its simplicity. Yeah. He doesn't speak much in this, does he? No, no, he doesn't. No, but it, it's a, honestly, it's a really, really good film. It just really is. It's, it's one of those where you're just like interested the whole way through, even though when you like, well, what happens? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite surprising how little happens in this film. What did you watch that on? Uh, that was on DVD as well. Mm. Yeah, I've got that one that. on DVD. I've heard like loads of people are going going crazy over that, aren't they? Yeah, I just I just think it's it's really good. Yeah, really really good. And um, he's massive, Nicholas Cage. He really is a big bloke. What was his? Uh, what was that film he did where he he said nothing in it? In there's another uh, one Willy's there. Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. That was in an amusement yeah. park or something. Yeah, yeah. It's in a like a restaurant full of animatronic greeting things. Yeah. Robots, sort of rubbish. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm really enjoying the, like Nick Cage and the the projects that he's doing in the last few years. Like they're all even like um, Prisoners of the Ghost Land's on my bottom five. It, you wouldn't say it was like, you know, it was an interesting film. You know, it's 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 there's some stuff in it, but it's just like just too out there for me. But you know, at least he's taken on these kind of interesting projects. I like that. Not sure if he's just got bills to pay. <laughs> He'll yeah. take anything that's offered to him. Or yeah. he's actually well, at least they're interesting. Stuff. stuff like Colour Out of Space was amazing and Mandy and this pig one scene, everyone seems to be going crazy about. So. And I, I don't want to keep going on about it, but uh, Bruce Willis, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> have a listen. Hey, you don't have to do everything. And if you think pig was good, wait until you see him in Christmas Ferratu. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually playing Dracula, isn't he? Yeah, you it's said like, that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's listened to us, and he's actually taking that role on. <laughs> he liked he liked the idea, and he's actually now accepted the role of Count Dracula himself. Oh God, look at us! I know. Yeah, we never we never got him signed up in in time. He's already going to play Dracula. We're gonna have to get Willem Dafoe, aren't we? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so my number one yes. is. 2019's Saint Maud. Dear God, your presence graces the air, and soon everyone will see you. Hi, are you Maud? Yes, hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. Pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. 
Hey, I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? They know what happened. All the good girls go to hell. Cause even got herself. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. <laughs> There's my little saint. Maud, he isn't real. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile comes easily. All the good girls go to hell. <laughs> I turned to ignore you. Don't say I didn't want you. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. I feel fuller of your love than ever before. I have a responsibility. Oh, yes, of course. This is life and death on another level. If I'm getting it all wrong. All the good girls go to hell. Directed by Rose Glass. This is about a carer who's looking after a uh, terminally ill uh, singer, female singer, and she gets a vision from God and thinks that her mission in life is to redeem the soul of this woman before she passes on. That's basically the premise of the film it's just a fucking great film this i really really enjoyed this film and it's, it's assisted as well by the the two main cast members so same Maud, played by morvith clark and jennifer ely who plays the the the, um, the patient that she's looking after and throughout it you see um you know this this woman is so determined and, and this is what she's got to do but is 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 it really God that's telling her to do this, or is it a mental illness? You know, that's the, that's the whole thing throughout the film, isn't it? Have you seen this? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw this uh, again on DVD. I think. Yeah, I saw it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think this is. Yeah, it, it is now. Yeah, I uh, I'm still one of those people that actually rents DVDs yeah. out there. You know, judge away. Old man Kenneth and his DVDs. <laughs> And it's video club, <laughs> <laughs> which I also used to be in. Pete, I think I think this is actually described as a as a horror. It's not really a horror. No, um, no, I, I thought it would be a horror. I think it was it was under horror category when I rented it. But no, it's it's not. It's 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 very. It's like a character study, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's just like very low key, isn't it? It's, yeah. Again, just really following her and following her decisions and how it affects her and other people and other people's reactions to her interactions with her and yeah and it's 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 just like she's got problems other people have problems totally different problems but the way that they deal with them and yeah it, it is a very very good film yeah you see like people sort of making fun of her and you know all of like the the actress's mates. And then also yeah. like there's a depressing night out where she goes out and she's on her own. She's trying to make friends with people who aren't interested. So it's very yeah. sad. It's, it's a... she then she gets just pissed. She gets drunk, doesn't she? And... Yeah. She takes a, a blow back to her house, doesn't she? 
just a, such a depressing watch that pit and as i say just fantastically acted and it's just more of a character there is some jump scares in there actually there's a, one great jump scare towards the end but um I, I and again i went into this knowing nothing about it i just saw the front cover of it on uh, amazon prime with her it's her with her arms out and she's in like a like it's almost jesus christ kind of pose yeah and i thought oh, i'll give it a watch knowing nothing about it and uh really really enjoyed it yeah that's a good choice thanks very much hey no worries see ya <laughs> <laughs> it's alive it's alive it's alive so top five for me five was psycho goreman four was nobody three was mandy two was the medium and one was saint maud Five Lieutenant Jangles. Yep. <laughs> Do this like the, the top of the pops. <laughs> Four Wrath of Man. Three Psycho Gorman. Two Nobody. One Pig. And that's it. Yeah. There you go. What more do you want? You don't get a film pitch from this. Jesus. No. <laughs> it's bad enough trying to get the the, the five. Yeah, yeah, I I did kick out quite a few from my top five. Yeah, I was chopping and changing my all the way up until just before we actually got into the chat and started recording. That's why I can't remember my numbers. You see, I yeah. I change it whilst we we're even talking about them. So that's it, guys. That's our top and bottom five lists. Um, if you've got Although a list, we're not allowed to call it. We're not allowed to call it the bottom five. That's our top five and our thanks for trying five. Oh yes, that's it. Yeah, don't want to offend any of you. No. People do get upset. We've offended and delighted Nicolas Cage in this uh, (laughs) this listings. Well, Uh, he's done the same to us, so (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily through the films he's made. (laughs) If any of you guys out there, if 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 you want to share your top and five uh, top five and what was it? Uh, Thanks for trying five. And thanks for trying five with us. Comment down below on the if you're on YouTube, uh, leave us a little comment. Or you can email us, badmoviecourt at gmail.com. We're also on all other social medias. We've got a Facebook group. If you want to go in there, you can also discuss it with the other cult members. Or we're also on Twitter, at badmoviecult. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. <laughs> you never know where we are. No. We don't know sometimes. And I think all that's left to say is, is thank you to Mr. Kenby Wild. Well, thank you to Mr. Dominic Lawton. And uh, we'll see you next time with uh, with another episode, another terrible film for us to cover. No doubt it's going to be... I look forward be... to another full year of shit. Yeah. Yes, Bruce Willis. <laughs> We're still looking at you. And will we find anything worse than Santa and the ice cream bunny? <laughs> oh, man. I, <laughs> I, I kind of hope not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you, everybody. It's Bye, then. Alive. Happy New Year. Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Who has my pig?